so this podcast, I like this podcast because I get to show a different side of me that maybe people have not been able to see because I've always been scared to show this side to my friends and probably to the public for fear of judgment. Um, but also because the main thing was I didn't want people to now all of a sudden take interest with me without being in my life. You know what I mean? Especially like friends and stuff, you know, it's cause it's like, if you weren't fucking with me now, why all of a sudden, why all of a sudden are you, what makes me interesting now? This is where I discuss things from matters of the heart to the heart of the matter and share my perspective, even though our perspectives might not be shared. Yo, what is going on, everybody? What is really good? What is really good? So today, today's episode 50. Yeah, that's right. Five zero. That's freaking amazing. <clears throat> um episode 50 man it's nuts uh oh well episode 50 allow me to reintroduce myself my name is ho <laughs> you know what i mean um yeah episode 50 it's crazy because um um i don't know like i mean definitely you'll we'll, we'll, we'll get to the meat of the um of the subject matter but um it's just crazy that again you know this is probably i don't know the fourth or fifth time that i've been to that i've hit an episode 50 so it's pretty cool that it might not seem like much but you know i've been doing this for a while now and it's cool to continue to hit this mark despite people listening or whatever i mean i know there are people listening and i I thank you for that i I thank you a lot for that but um it's not why i do it you know i just do it to see one if i can to see if i have the skills too and i have adapted skills i can run a podcast i can run several podcasts i can edit i can do copywriting it's really cool the things that you learn to do when you're a one-man show and you're doing this stuff. So it's cool. I can commentate. I'm in com- I'm a commentator from Meredith. Well, not a real one. But like, you know, I mean, not an official one. But I commentate on Meredith First Sight. This is great. You know, something that I wanted to do. And now I get to, um, well, again, uh, work on original projects. And original uh, episodes. Much like this one. And it's really cool. So I enjoy. So I thank everybody for uh, listening to the podcast, whether you like Married at First Sight or you like listening to the original stuff. Um, it's all good. So thank you so much for rocking with me. Episode 50, 50 episodes, man. I can't even wait to see what happens in uh, episode 100, you know, which is not really that long, to tell you the truth. 
considering, um, you know, it's half episodes, I mean, half original episodes, half, uh, uh, reviews, you know, they, it, it comes up quick, so, um, yeah, we'll be here again, I mean, I'll be here again for episode 100, but essentially, episode 50, I wanted to do something different, I don't have a guest today, but, well, essentially the guest is me, <laughs> you know what I mean, um, I think this is, I don't know, no, 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 this is definitely not my first solo episode, I think I did seven and eight, and that's been a long time since I've had a non-review uh, episode by myself to just talk about whatever, I think. So, episode 50, I wanted to reintroduce myself to maybe the new people who have not heard all the shenanigans that has happened in my life and stuff like that. We're going to break it down. Um, but also things that people might have missed that I want to talk about. Like, just talk about me and who I am. That's why I said allow me to reintroduce myself. You know, it's very literal. So I'm just going to talk about fun facts, all this stuff. I have stuff written down. You know, um, I don't, I mean, I, again, I, I'm not going to say that I've jotted everything down, you know, to a T. I'm sure I, I can't surmise, you know, I can't summarize 41 years of my life in however long this is going to take an hour or so, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I mean, if you, if you guys want to start episode seven and episode eight are good, uh, starting points <clears throat> and then you can come back here. Um, again, I'm just a normal guy, just a regular guy who finally got the balls to just you know just talk about whatever it is i want to talk about and try to not be afraid of the backlash that i'm sure i'll probably get regardless if i was um you know squeaky clean or whatever i mean the only person who never got any backlash was probably like mr rogers other than that you're gonna get hate from somebody or like you know oh you shouldn't say that or whatever but hey man it's me, it's my opinions, It's and I'm giving my opinions because of the experience that I've had in life, and you you may not agree, but you can't necessarily, you can't necessarily say that I'm wrong, you know? But, uh, yeah. So, alright, let's get into it, man. Where's my freaking, here's my notes, here's my pen, so I can just uh, X out anything that I need to. So... But before then, uh, well, no, actually, no. Okay, so yeah, let's get into it. I mean, yeah, let's get into it. Again, my name is Martini. I'm a single person, 41 years of age, live with my parents. I sucked at school. That's why I'm in the position that I'm in. <laughs> it's, not necessarily, it's not necessarily an excuse. I'm trying to get out. I am doing this podcast for two reasons. Uh, to give me an outlet on whatever it is that I have to speak about. And if it goes someplace, it goes someplace. But the main thing I'm doing is I'm an aspiring writer. I am writing books. And that's going to be my meal ticket to get wherever it is that I need to go. So hopefully that works out. All right. So before we get to the meat, 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 uh, the, uh, and potatoes of the uh, podcast, uh, 
episode, I got something that's called Tale at the Top. And it's usually a story that I want to say. There's two things, either Tale at the Top or Martini's Musings, where it's something that I've read and I'm like, hmm, that seems pretty interesting. And I'll either talk about it. I don't don't remember when I had the last Tale at the Top or a last Martini's Musings. But Tale at the Top might might be an anecdote or something. But this is just like, I don't know, a recurring thing that I've seen with the people that I follow on Instagram and I don't know why I've taken it personal because it's not towards me at all, but just their stories. And I'm just like, "Mm, this really sucks. Uh, And I don't know why. Um, so like the first story. All right. So this, this chick, mm, semi-famous, whatever, just power lifter. And, she was with this guy, right? She was with this guy for a while. And I've been following this chick for like, I don't know, maybe like three or four years. Um, and yeah, so I've been following her about like three or four years now. So I've pretty much, I've been involved in the last three or four years of her life. And um, she fell in love with this guy. Super cool dude. Um, and hold on, let me see if I can find the picture. Hopefully I can. Or this won't be half as interesting. <laughs> uh, let's see. Where is it? Where is it? <laughs> Perfect. Okay, so. um, This Damn. When was this? I don't remember now. Well, this is a long time ago. I think this is probably like 2018 or 2019 or something like that. But she meets her guy. And she's like, the right partner will amplify the best parts of you. Blank and I are both extremely devoted in relationships. We put our partner first and are willing to sacrifice in order to make their life better. Giving is at the core of our values. Selfish is an antonym for how we act in a relationship. All right, so that's good, whatever. Okay, that's cute. Um, Yeah, and everything was going great, you know, and then a big deal happened when... I don't know, maybe two years into the relationship, I believe. Oh, you know, they moved in with each other and all that stuff. And they, I think they moved to like a completely different part of the state that they lived in. And then a big, a big to do happened between them when she proposed to him. And everyone, you know, of course, on their comment section was like, oh, my God, like, you know, some people are like, oh, my God, that's crazy. Other people are like, what are you doing? You don't do that. He's supposed to do that, blah, blah, blah. And then she made a big deal of it. She's like, no, like, I'm in love with him. And, hey, it's 2021. Again, female empowerment. We can do whatever we want. And it's all good. And whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, all right. Okay. I mean, yeah, it's kind of weird. I mean, again, uh, well, actually, I'm going to make a future podcast about women proposing to men and how I feel about that and all that stuff. But, yeah, they were just going in, and, um, uh, every, every, like, you know, they were, uh, it was going fine, and then, like, silence for, like, a little bit, and then I think I stopped following her for, like, a little bit, then I got back on, and then I was like, yo, where, where's, where's homeboy, like, where's he gone, I haven't, I haven't seen this guy in any pictures, what's going on because i know that they moved and she got she got a job someplace and then so he had to move back to where 
he's from or, or whatever. I really couldn't keep the timeline uh, going. And then I was like, and then I was like, okay, well, where was the last time I seen this guy? And then so I'm scrolling through her her IG feed, and then I see the I see that the proposal that she did is missing, or now that I know got deleted. And I'm like, where? What? And I haven't seen. And then I kept going, and then I haven't seen anything since like 2019. And I'm like, whoa has she been deleting his shit and then literally like the next day i see her in a picture not i see not i see her in a picture she puts up a picture of her and her new dude and it's like she's like i didn't know someone could i didn't know someone like you could exist we deserve this and she puts faints and then hashtag everything on my list and more hashtag sheesh I was like, wait, hold up, what? I was like, they, like, she broke up with her last dude? And, and I'm not saying that she can't break up with somebody that it, and it's not working out. But the mere fact that you say for this dude, I didn't know someone like you could exist. And then everything on my list and more, one that hurts, that hurts me personally. And I'll tell you in a bit. And for the people who have been listening, you already know why. But how can you say that this guy has everything on your list and more when you were the one who proposed to the last guy that you were with? That makes no sense. It'd be one thing if he proposed to you and you said yes, because of course you would. And you later find out, oh, yeah, he really doesn't have everything that I want. Damn. And then you break up. Like, that's that would suck. But at least that would be a little bit normal. But the mere fact that you, the woman, proposed to him just means... Uh, first, you, 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 you went... Un- you threw tradition out the window. And you're like, no, I'm going to do this because... I love him. So what? I'm a woman. Fuck that. I'm going to propose. And you do. And then you break up with him. I mean, I'm not saying that was like a week later. You know, it was probably like a year or two later or something like that that they broke up. But regardless, you were the one who proposed to him. But then you say about this new guy that everything he's everything on my list and more. So I'm looking at this new guy. I'm just like, man, because the first dude, he looks okay. You know, he looks all right. I've seen pictures with him without the beard, seen pictures with him with the beard. And I feel that, like, regardless of how he is, he will always be the guy that has the beard. If that makes sense. Because I know women love, you know, bearded men makes them, you know, Makes them look bigger and bigger and stronger, and whatever they've they've been through shit, or they're wise because, you know, they haven't cut their hair in a very long time, so they've they've been through a lot, and all that innate biology shit, and um, and I I okay okay I can see, again I don't uh, I don't necessarily know why they broke up. But the other guy, the, the guy that she's with now, he seems more like a man. And that's, and please, that's not a diss on the other dude. 
because the other dude, he seems like a good guy. But the good guy is not going to excite the, the girl that he's with, that he was with. You you can just see you can just you can just see the difference. Like I see the guy swag, the new guy. You know he seems very kind of poppy chulo, kind of, you know, and and more mannish. In in a way, innately mannish, you know. And I feel that the new guy makes the girl that I'm talking about feel maybe more like a woman. Whereas, clearly, you can see that she proposed to the dude, the last guy, because maybe, I don't know, maybe she felt, maybe he she made him feel inferior? I don't know, I, I wasn't in the relationship. But, here's the thing, I don't think that, not, not and not even because she did it already, I, I don't see her proposing to this new guy. I think that she would actually wait for him to do it because he seems more manly. And it's just fucked up. Like, that that whole thing is fucked up. Everything on my list and more. It just reminds me of when my ex-fiance said to her now husband, uh, said to her first date, who is now her husband, um, he's everything that I prayed for and more. And she said that to me. <laughs> you know, he, oh my goodness, he's everything. Yeah, he's so great. He's everything that I prayed for and more. It's like, damn. Well, thanks for that. <laughs> you know, that's what I feel when I see hashtag everything on my list and more. You know, so uh, after she posted that picture, a couple people, um, started writing to her yo yo i didn't what you're with you're with a new person i didn't know that what happened um what happened uh what happened in your relationship with the with the other guy i don't get it what happened and i'm like oh good like you know maybe we might get some answers man what the fuck because i wanted to know um and uh she wrote something let me see if i can find it um. Yeah, okay, here we go. So, she writes, uh, This is a post addressing my ex because people are still commenting, messaging, and I am no longer willing to expend energy here. I know I didn't have to make this post, but I think it's beneficial to anyone currently in a similar situation. After this post, I will no, no, I will no longer address anything to blank. I will also block those who continue to be disrespectful. People keep asking, what happened? And the short answer is, we tried to make it work, and it didn't work. There isn't a single person who can say who can say we didn't give it an honest shot. We both tried. When the pandemic hit, we, like a lot of other couples, had a lot of personal revelations and started growing up in opposite directions. We found out we had vastly different values, but tried to make it work anyways. We gave it up. We gave up. We gave up a lot for one another, constantly compromising on both ends for over a year. It was exhausting for both of us. After eight 
plus months of breaking up, working on ourselves, getting back together, breaking up, and even trying again, we still weren't happy together. We were staying each we were staying we were staying for the wrong reasons, despite consistently wondering is is it worth it? Turns out it was not. My life immediately flourished once I stopped pulling all my energy and trying to save a failing relationship and put it into myself instead. Um I don't believe he's a bad person, just not right for me. We are we aren't in can't we aren't in contact, but I do believe he feels the same way. Uh, we played an important role in one another's lives. We grew a lot. We learned more about what we did and didn't want in a partner. We were holding one another back in different ways, and it was time to split ways. We deserve we each deserve better. He deserves someone who can accept him as he is without expecting him to change. Big thing. I deserve someone who has the capacity and willingness to meet my needs by being themselves. Hope this post brings enough clarity to the situation to that situation so you can leave us the fuck alone. L M A O. All right, so there it is right there. He deserves someone who can accept him as he is without expecting him to change. You know, so you can see right there, she wanted him to be more manly, I guess, because this other guy seems to be, seems to fit the bill and is, and doesn't look, act anything like the last guy that she's talking about. And, and the thing that I hate is like, yeah, we aren't in contact or whatever, but in his posts, you can see that she, um, still follows him like yo if we're if we're done we're done man get out of here (laughs) like you know why are you why are you following me why do you want to know what's up with my life you left me so be gone what are you still doing here you know um i don't know hate that i hate that um i don't know that that really upset me a lot because I felt for the guy so much. I felt like him because I've been in that situation. You know, being left for, being left over for like the quote unquote, quote unquote better version of me, you know? And again, I'm I'm not saying that they should have stayed together. Clearly she said that it wasn't working. I get it. But my fact, but my thing is that I'm hooked on is that she is the one who proposed to the guy knowing that he might not be the one for her, but he did it, but she did it anyway. And then you get to this new guy and he said everything that I wished for and more. Huh? How do you do that? That's so fucked up. But hey, she found her guy, right? That's all that matters. And the other guy, eh, you know, he'll be all right. (laughs) I don't know. You know, it's just stories like these. But like, all right. So here's the last one before we get into the freaking nitty gritty, right? So like, there's a there's the last story. I followed these couple. I followed this couple, and then I found through their own admission, you know, she was going out with this with this guy for a couple months, and then they slept together, and then boom, she got pregnant. And this guy really, really, really was not to say he was a bum, but he definitely wasn't ready to be a father. But then he stepped his game up, got a job, did all this stuff, 
and then started doing streaming and all that stuff and you know accrued an income and he stepped up and everybody was so proud and she was proud like wow like you did it you're great man you're awesome and then i think they and then you know they have their child and i think maybe i don't maybe they've been with each other for like a year year and a half because that kid is not that old their kid is not that old and i see that you know she's crying or whatever and then then it's over and then a couple weeks later she moves out in a brand new crib not like a shack or anything like a brand new crib with her daughter and is like living her best life now and i'm like what the fuck i'm like yo this guy did he stepped up his game and you already had money to go to another house and everyone's like that's right girl you know like you do you mm-hmm. now again i mean people have said oh like yo it's not blah, blah the guy who got left at you know he um they said oh he was saying oh it's not it's not her fault blah 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 don't attack her i don't know I, I, i'm i'm not on i'm not on tiktok so i haven't heard like them explain the story but allegedly um i heard that he cheated i don't know but i don't like the fact that she was able to just up and leave and like (laughs) get a brand new crib and is doing well for herself i mean of course she's hurt and all that stuff i mean i still follow her um but that's a very quick turnaround and you know, for the guy, he's just like, yeah, uh, <laughs> like this sucks. You know, I, I mean, I've, I mean, she's not a total bitch. She, she absolutely lets lets him see the daughter and you know his daughter and and all that stuff. So that so that's good. But at the same time, it's just like, mm, I don't know, man. Like for, for the fact that for the fact that um he was able to change himself for the betterment of the family and then like for it to fail in such a manner you know um i don't know that 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 didn't sit well with me i'm just like yo everybody everybody doesn't care about the dude and and that's definitely going to be a future topic that we're going to talk about no one no one cares about what happens to the guy it's all about oh is the woman okay is she, is she all right you know like like is, is is everything okay with her that's some of the things that i think about when i'm like reading these articles and all that stuff and and that's what you know some of them i take personally and some of them i'm just like wow that's interesting <laughs> you know sorry if i bored you or sorry that i haven't gotten to the actual topic yet but hey i'm sorry <laughs> like i just wanted to get through that you know what i mean so now now we get to the freaking meat and potatoes all right okay i found i don't know where i found this quote but it's pretty much every decision i saw where it says every decision you make is a piece of you and makes you who you are that's why i'm explaining every facet and it's true like i know i'm a very private person but that's how i am you know so I'm not going to reveal everything, but over the course of this episode and future podcast episodes, um, you'll get to know 
you know, more of me, my quirks, and just other things. So I hope you uh, enjoy yourself. <laughs> so, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, what, damn, what's that Eminem song? I think it's called I Am, right? So, you know, I am whatever you say I am because a lot of people just like to look at you and already decree who you are to them and they will spread that version of you to everybody and say like yep mm-hmm, that's that guy for example um i used to be on a old podcast on my old podcast with uh the one where i had a co-host um we were we were da- we were dating we were um interviewing a life coach a dating life coach and he was just giving me some pointers and stuff like that and on his website on his youtube i go to his comment section and they were talking about they were talking about me and they were saying oh yeah yo you know oh yo the co-host sounds fire the co-host sounds fine but yo that freaking male co-host yo he's a simp i'm like damn a simp it's like the first time i heard that being it flown in my direction you know i was like wow i was like okay i'm a simp i've been called a simp now i mean the dating coach was trying to help me out because i did sound insecure i'll definitely say that well, first, I would say you, you, you need to stop telling yourself you can't get girls. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, that's... Mr. Lacar. I like him already. You know what? <laughs> I was going to write him off at the beginning of this podcast. Yeah, Let this man this. speak. Yeah, I do get in my head about like, man. I, but that's I... what I told you. They don't even fake, uh, fake it till you make it. True. That's kind of like what he's saying, though. But he's saying, like, you just got to tell yourself this is who I are. You got to use positive affirmation statements. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. am this. I am that. And yeah, not yeah. I am you know a not, loser right <laughs> not those positive i am a loser <laughs> no bitch um and I, i've been called that so i um i was fumbling through youtube as usual and uh i found a um a uh, simp test by one uh rich cooper and uh he was saying he gave, he gave, he gave this test and he was, and I was like all right yo let me take it let me see if i am a simp so he said are you trying to impress women are you constantly you know it's like he was like are you trying to impress women and i'm like hmm am i trying to impress women not necessarily but i am trying to show women i have value that's one thing that I'm doing. You know, I don't think that that's bad. Um, but that might be considered like the whole pick me thing, which maybe I can admit to. And then he says, are you constantly telling women that they're beautiful on IG dropping heart emojis and stuff like that? And I'm like, okay, yeah, I do do that. (laughs) but but you know the funny thing is is like i'll try to even though you know these women have like hundreds of thousands of men 
I'll try to stand out. I mean, some of them I'm like, yeah, damn, like you look hot, whatever. And then they'll give me, they'll give me a, a an emoji thing back, like a like a like. I'm like, ooh, I feel good about that. But sometimes, you know, I'll hit them with a joke to be like, yeah, you look good, but whatever, blah blah blah. I'll try to not to harp on their beauty and then try to make them laugh, and then they'll hit me with the like, and then they'll hit me with a comment like, oh my god, like you're so stupid or blah blah blah. I'm like, all right. I feel better because, you know, at least they, you know, will remember me a little bit more, like more than five seconds because, you know, I made them laugh and they had the time to write back. So, sure, that might be still simping, but, you know, at least I did just a tad more than the regular guys like, oh, my God, I'll drink your bath water and blah, blah, blah. I've never done that. But, I mean, there are, but there are chicks out there who are freaking hot. And, but, um, Rich Cooper, he, um, he's a, I don't know if he's a dating coach, but I think he's more, he's more a life coach and, um, he does entrepreneurs in cars. If you go on YouTube, you'll find him and he, he's, I don't know if he's a part of the manosphere. I don't want to do that, but he'll definitely tell you how to be like an alpha male and, you know, F these chicks, whatever, then concentrate on yourself, do the work and, and concentrate on yourself. And, um, he was like, yeah, you know, Hey, I, you know, I look, I mean, there's beauty all around. I'm not going to sit here and be stupid and say that there's not beauty, but at the same time, he's like, I'm, I'm not a dork either. I have, I have work to do. He says in his social media, he doesn't follow any women. He like, he doesn't want to just stare on, stare at butts and tits all day. Like he has shit to do. And he does. And I, and I, and I respect that me. I have a lot of <laughs> women on my social media and it's most 80, 85% of it is tits and ass. So yeah, maybe I am wasting my time, but God damn, like there are just, just beautiful chicks out there. Like some of them are just very elegant. Some of them are just like, just thought pockets. You know what I mean? Um, thought of primes, whatever, but, but Hey, damn <laughs> you know what i mean so okay if, if that's bad i don't if that's wrong i don't want to be right <laughs> so there's that so i don't know and he says uh do you shower women with compliments and money compliments yes money no uh, not unless you know i'm trying to court you um you will not be getting any money out of me not like that um are you white knighting? Are you trying to protect the honor of the woman? And no, I don't white knight. And white knighting is like that thing where, I don't know, a woman says, oh, I feel this. And then, you know, some douchebag's like, no, fuck you, blah, blah, blah. But then some other guy comes in and acts like the white knight on a horse and says, no, don't, um, don't believe him. You're, you're awesome. You're cool. And like, there's a there's a fine line between defending somebody and trying to brown nose yourself into her pants and that's what the white knights are doing because they're only doing it so the woman can be like oh my god thank you so much in the hopes of you know maybe she'll see something in me and then we can go out or she'll sleep with me and that's like the white knighting thing like all right come on dude you, you like you don't really care about the cause or 
you know, me being a douche. Like, you just want to puff up your uh, chest so you can look good in front of this chick. And hopefully she'll probably say yes when you ask her out on a date, you know. Um, and, the, like, that's the white knighting. And I, I do not do that, no. Um, number four, getting little to no success with a woman. Um, sure, that that's me. But that makes me a simp. Wouldn't that make me like a loser? <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> like, if it does, then okay. Um, and you know, texting back too quickly or too fast. Listen, I like to text. I'm sorry. I have my. I have I, my my phone is in my hand, eighty five percent of the time of the day. You know, I like to be on my phone. And if somebody texts me, I'm going to text you back within like two minutes, you know, from like five to two minutes. If any more than that, then I'm probably playing a game or I'm at the movies. But like, I'm going to text you back because like, why do I need to? Why do I need to leave somebody hanging? I mean, yes, I know people have lives and all that stuff. So you can't volley back and forth like it's an actual conversation like you were there in the room with somebody. But damn, you texted me. I'm pretty sure you want that, that you want it, you want to return back. And that's what I'm going to give you. I don't know why that's so, I don't know why that's deemed thirsty or simp behavior. Like, what am I supposed to do? Like, wait three days and uh, wait to see if, you know, whatever, it, uh, the stars align or some shit, you know? Like, come on, man. Like, she might lose interest. And and she might like fucking have somebody else waiting on the wings so like if i wait for her if i wait three days to say anything to her she might have only waited one day from for a response from me and she's like fuck it i'm gonna freaking ask ralph out i'm gonna i'm gonna ask chad out you know martini didn't do anything and look and me on the other end i'm like (laughs) yeah you got two more days bitch you know that before i talk to you and then all she's already been on a date with Chad and she's setting up shit with Ralph, you know, and me, I'm being all high and mighty. Like, Hey, I'm the man. Like, no, you're an idiot. (laughs) You know what I mean? So I don't know. I I, I don't get it. I'm not sure, but that was pretty much it. So I don't know what, I guess on a scale of one to five, I guess I'm like mm, two and a half, a two and a half simp. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, let's let's continue <laughs> so um so i guess you know i've been called a simp uh my uh, i have been referred to as a 16 year old girl when it comes to my playlist my musical playlist because i have miley cyrus on there i have ashley tisdale on there i have paramore on my list and um yeah i remember uh yeah somebody called me like a 16 year old girl it's like oh my god like your playlist is like a 16 year old girl's but i still love you though i was like geez (laughs) you know why do i i I freaking like those songs i I mean i like those artists and they have um good music what the fuck like why can't i listen to it you know so i decided i was like wait a minute you know what you know i'm gonna do i'm gonna list the 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 first 10 albums that comes up on my list and the first 10 singles that come up on my list 
and I'm going to talk about them. It's just so you can see like my list and not to say that like, oh, does it line up that I have uh, a 16 year old girl's taste in music? Like, no, is I'm showing you my taste in music. That's what I'm doing because that's who I am. And I'm proud of my playlist. It's me. It was it. It's what makes me me, you know. Uh, the first album that came up was um, for uh Rob Thomas. You know, uh, from he's the lead singer of Matchbox Twenty, but he came out with uh, hmm, I think maybe four solo albums now. Um, I like Match. I love Matchbox Twenty, and I love Rob Thomas. Like he makes songs that were like how do i explain it he's made songs that not mimic things he has made songs that have expressed what has happened in my life better than i ever could like there's songs that i listen to of his and i'm like wow that happened in my relationship and it went a lot better in that song than it, than it did in real life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I just I just love that man's music. It's it's it. I love it. <laughs> uh, I love his music. Okay, so number two is Joe. Um, yeah, uh, I haven't heard some of his music in quite some time, but um, I remember I I do own one of his albums. It's, it's pretty good. Uh, Lady in the Water. It's a soundtrack. It goes from a movie by M. Night, and we'll get to him later. But I like, I like movie scores, so um, I'll like listen to them either at home or in the car. And like, it's so funny because like some people just give me looks because they hear like this operatic music, and they're like, "What the fuck?" Like, I thought I'd be hearing like Fifty Cent or something like that. And you know, I mean, I like his music too, but I love music scores. Um, number four is Drake. Love him. Got all his albums. Um, number five, Nelly Furtado. I have one of her albums, the one mainly done by Timberland. It's a uh, Loose, which celebrates actually its fifteenth anniversary. Um, a couple weeks ago. Um, I love Stained. Um, I actually got into Stained back into high school. No, not not in high school. One more When I went to college, I went to um. Um, wow. I only, <laughs> I went there for a very small time. So, oh, Westbury. There you go. Old Westbury. O.W. Um, that's where I went. And I had a, a roommate. And he played, what did he play? He played Stained. Uh, not all the time, but enough. And he played, like, Limp Biscuit. And because of him, I got into both those bands. Um, yeah, so I thank him for that <laughs> because Stain is a good album. I mean, Stain is a good band, and I like Limp Bizkit because of him and also because of WrestleMania X7. Like, come on, like one of the best promos ever. Stone Cold versus The Rock for the championship, my way, forget it. One of the greatest promos ever. Um, Jay Z, of course. Um, I got Eminem. Uh, yeah, I got a couple of Eminem albums also because of WrestleMania tie-in WrestleMania 30, John Cena versus Bray Wyatt. 
Legacy. Great song. Great use. Great use of the song for the promo. Uh, Missy Elliott. I'm a fan of Timbaland. So, and, I, and I love Missy Elliott, so it's perfect. Uh, James Newton Howard from the Batman soundtrack. Uh, Batman Begins, actually. Um, yeah, and he's also worked with M. Night. So, uh, I again, music, musical scores. Love musical scores. Um, yeah, so for the, from the singles. So, I with my playlist i have playlists from albums and playlists from singles which could be completely like completely different um so with the singles i have air supply love air supply the uh, the one that you love old 80s band great music um akon versus eminem smack that <laughs> um air supply again even the nights are better russell watson where my heart will take me it's a cover from rod stewart and it's the theme of uh, star trek enterprise not really a trekkie I mean, I appreciate the existence of the property, and I tried to get into Voyager when I was a uh, not little, but when I was a younger adolescent. Um, but I just fell off. Um, but no, Star Trek is cool. Yeah, I'm a geek, so that's gonna be one thing. If you haven't already noticed, I am a geek. Um, Sister Hazel, all for you. Good '90s, I believe it's '90s. Trust me, you'll you know the song when you hear it. Uh, Chicago. If you leave me now, what? Great song. Uh, Dan Fogelberg, same old Lang sign. You'd have to hear it to know what that song is. Um, that's what came up. Now, I'm not saying these these songs aren't like my top ten favorite songs in the world. I just literally hit random, and to see what would come up, and not random like in all the entirety of music. These are songs that are in my playlist that I love. So. And um, it's, so it's funny about that song that old that same old Lang sign. It's she, my ex my ex fiance used to hate that song, only because it's not to her. It's not an it's not a Christmas song because she loves Christmas. Her whole family loves Christmas, but she loves Christmas. And they usually play that song during Christmas time, even though the song itself talks about New Year's Eve. And the same old Lang sign is the New Year's Eve song that they play. You know, um, um, so like every time the song would play on the radio when we were together, she was like, oh my God, why are they playing this song now? It's not even, there's not even a Christmas song. I hate this. And like, but it was kind of like a playful, I hate this type of thing. You know, she really didn't mean it, but it was, it was funny. So like every time that song comes on, think about her and think about, you know, our time together and all that good stuff. Um, Enya, everybody knows Enya, uh, that Orinco flow, you know, the sail away song, sail away, sail away. That freaking video used to scare the shit out of me when I was little, <laughs> just because of just the animate, the stop motion animation that was in that, that was in it, scared the shit out of me. I don't know, I don't know what the hell that was. Uh, the monkeys, I'm a believer. No, that is the uh, no, uh, Smash Mouth didn't take that from the monkeys. No, I mean, the monkeys didn't take that from Smash, Smash Mouth. Smash Mouth took it from the monkeys, okay? I know that song is popular from Shrek, you know, but no. The monkeys did it first, which was kind of like a, the monkeys were a uh, offshoot parody of the Beatles. And they used to have their own show. Um, yeah, it was, it was a, I don't know if they were like a real band. I guess they were a real band. But um, these used to come out with really cool songs. And 
this was one of them. And of course, that song stood the test of time and freaking, uh, it was made by Shrek. I mean, it was made by Shrek. It was um, adopted by Shrek. So it's a good thing. So yeah, I love listening to um, to, uh, soundtrack music. Um, oh, no, wait, sorry. Number 10, 112, Cupid, classic 90s uh, R&B band. But anyway, yeah, so we're moving on to, um, again, I love soundtrack music. Some of my all-time faves are Tron Legacy. Movie was okay. Actually, I haven't seen that in a long time since since it came out. I only saw it once. But I remember it looking very, very good. And they, you know, superimposed his face on, you know, they like CG'd his face on somebody else's or whatever to make like a pretty much a clone of his younger self. And at the time, it looked kind of freaky because it was like, whoa, but like now Marvel does it all the time. So I guess they perfected it. But anyway, uh, Tron Legacy great great soundtrack it was with it was by daft punk awesome 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 soundtrack man of steel love it uh han zimmer classic uh what's it called uh lion king i think it was or was that was that james horner i always get them confused but now i'm pretty sure that was han zimmer i love i like a lot of han zimmer's work um man of steel uh, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, amazing soundtrack. Um, Unbreakable, another M Night um, movie, I love. Actually, one of my top fave, um, top five. So yeah, um, a little fun fact: I've always wanted to learn how to conduct. I like that's how much I like movie scores, and one of my um, dreams is like to conduct a live orchestra playing like one of my favorite songs like let's say like the red sea from uh the prince of egypt you know also prince of egypt another one of my top fave um songs um not songs soundtrack albums of all time and movie scores you know i've always wanted to um that's why i'm like like i like that uh there's two orchestra related videos that i like one of them is them uh doing i don't know maybe it's like 30 seconds or something like that um the spider-man homecoming they have they have a video of uh the composer there you go jesus trying to figure out his name michael i'm gonna fuck it up i <laughs> i cannot say his last name ginocchio or something like that it's probably I probably overpronounced it, but the composer of that film, him doing the Spider-Man, it, well, it's for Spider-Man Homecoming, but he modernized the original Spider-Man song, like, you know, that song. So it's in the movie, but it's also, they did a, um, there's a video of it, of him um, conducting that song to a full house of, of orchestra uh, orchestra people i'm sorry uh, there's probably a better name than that <laughs> for them and like it's amazing like and i love it um there's another one of james newton howard doing music for lady in the water and i forget what the name of it was the name of the video the youtube video 
but pretty much he's playing the crescendo. Uh, well, the, the actual song is the the great Elon, but he's playing the cres- the crescendo, the reveal of the movie. He's playing that, and but before, like you kind of see the orchestra of people like um um tuning their um tuning their um their instruments and and all that stuff and and then you know they 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 play for real and it it just sounds beautiful like raw like that and i've always wanted to like i don't know like somebody's like i don't know like my girl or like my wife surprised me for my birthday or something like that and i can conduct uh like a live orchestra or not even conduct because i'd be scared as shit because i wouldn't know what i'm doing but to just like sit in and not even sit in the booth like far away, like nah. I want to sit on the floor, um, in the room with the people and just listen, like listen to it, like like live. I think that'd be fucking dope. <laughs> I I would love that, you know. Um, but yeah. So I mean, I like stuff like that. But sometimes it's kind of hard, um, finding people who are also like into those things. Like that's why, like again, like I'm not, I'm not. I'm not saying like I'm an anomaly, but I'm not exactly easily accessible either, you know, because it's like I'm not into sports, you know, sports is like, you know, a, a manly thing and you can get into it. I mean, I can watch sports like if you put on the Super Bowl or whatever, like, uh, you know, um, soccer or whatever. If you put on a sports, I know what's going on. I'm not an idiot. Um, I can follow it. But I'm not gonna put it on by myself. Like I'm, I'm just not into sports. And even if girls don't like sports, they will at least like guys. They'll still like guys who like sports, even though they don't like sports themselves, because it's a manly thing. They'd rather they'd rather have that than a guy playing video games all day, because to them video games don't do shit to them. But it's like okay fine he's 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 watching sports but at least you know it's a man you know it's it's manly because that's, that's what they do even though they um they uh what is it they um roll their eyes you know they roll their eyes you know but yeah you know because like me uh, i'm not, not to say that these three things sum me up but like big things like i love nintendo you know the video game company i love their product but guess what i'm in a small niche because everybody plays either xbox or playstation (laughs) you know what i mean um i love m night Shyamalan movies um and a lot of people do not like his movies even though every one of his movies has been profitable despite people not liking them or them sucking the reason why he keeps making he's able to keep making movies is because his movies are profitable um so somebody likes them you know and um i like dc comics you know batman superman wonder woman aquaman but what does everybody love marvel so i'm always on the like opposite end of things so i'll have i'll have constant battles between my friends about just the things that i like and how they suck 
<laughs> and how their thing is better and superior it's just it's just funny you know it's like oh yo nintendo man nintendo's for kids yo what the fuck you need to get yourself an xbox or yo playstation is the shit come on man 2k you can't play 2k on nintendo what do they even have what, what are they up super nintendo like man or like m night oh m night makes crap movies he's so whack he's he's garbage what are you doing or dc oh dc sucks you know you better get on that marvel train it's like my guy oh can i just like what i like like my goodness <laughs> like i don't know like you you say it as if i'm the only one keeping those three things alive and once i stop hating them once i stop consuming them those things will go away <laughs> you know there are other there are other people who like those things as well which is why they're here you know so i don't know why i'm the bearer or 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 the brunt you know that you need to like go after you know what i mean it's 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 crazy i don't know but moving on uh top five favorite movies and why um this isn't necessarily in any order except for the last one and the first one so the last one is lady in the water again we i've discussed about this um where did, oh yeah i discussed it in the um in the music section and uh lady in the water i've i like that movie even though i think that was probably the second movie or the second movie in people's perception of m night's downfall but the first movie that people think that he fell off was the village and then you know lady in the water came out and they're like okay yeah he's done we don't like his movies anymore um lady in the waters hold a special place in my heart just because of the premise of the film and the main character paul giamatti plays cleveland heap and um he's just pretty much trying to find himself after a tragedy happened in his life i mean that's a little spoilery and he's just trying to find his way in the world and he's trying to find purpose within himself and i think that's with anybody and but from a writer a writer's standpoint it's a great film about a story within a story and uh i I like that aspect so that that's why i like that movie um going down the line memento christopher nolan memento fantastic film i think anybody i think everybody should watch that film fantastic it's it's a great it's a great use of film meaning playing with a film's structure it's great i think it came out in 2000 so i was like 21 years old i guarantee you it still holds up today a fantastic film signs m night that signs by m night Shyamalan. fantastic film about again finding purpose finding who you are i think that's a big thing of me i mean clearly i'm i'm, I'm literally i've literally made an entire episode of this podcast about who i am and 
where I'm going. <laughs> you know? Uh yeah, Signs is a fantastic film. Mel Gibson is in it, um, Joaquin Phoenix. Abigail Breslin. Um Corey Culkin. Karen Culkin? I I think Karen Culkin. <laughs> uh yeah, great film. Unbreakable. M. Night Shyamalan. Again, premise, finding your purpose. I mean, that's not the premise, but the, the core of it is finding your purpose. But the uh, premise is uh, a person gets into a train accident unscathed while everybody dies. And while he thinks it's a coincidence, another person thinks that, like, no, I think there's something more. Um, Bruce Willis and uh, Samuel Jackson are in that film. Great film. Uh, other one after that, Mask of the Phantasm. Uh, my second favorite animated movie of all time. And my favorite Batman movie of all time, even though it's animated. Great film, Mask of the Phantasm. Um, I don't want to give it too much hype because I know a lot of people, when they see it after having so much hype over that film, they're like, Yo, that that wasn't even that good. I mean, it was alright, but so <laughs> you know, Shulo, give me that Dark Knight any day, you know. But at the time, I think it came out in '92. Uh, it's a great film. It's I mean, it still holds up today. Not even nostalgia purposes. It's a great film, and it really delves into the psyche of why Batman is the way that he is. Arguably, better than the Dark Knight Trilogy, because for one, one big reason is because um, Mask of the Phantasm, Bruce is trying very hard to continue to be Batman, even though another complication comes into his life and that he might need to break his vow. Where in the Dark Knight Trilogy, Bruce cannot wait to stop being Batman <laughs> so he can take care of the complication in his life. So it's a trilogy of him not trying to be... The Dark Knight trilogy is a trilogy of Bruce Wayne not wanting to be Batman. And if you don't believe me, just watch the films again. He doesn't He doesn't want to be Batman. He feels that he has to be. But he's like, as soon as an opportunity of him to not be Batman arises, he's like, oh yeah, fuck it yeah, I don't want to do this shit anymore. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? I'm good. So, yeah. But I know that's an argument that I just opened up, but whatever. I believe what I believe. <laughs> and my, my number one movie of all time, The Prince of Egypt. I love the soundtrack. I love the movie. Um, They opened it it, they made it a, I keep seeing Broadway, but it's not a Broadway show because it's in London. <laughs> it's opened up at the Dominion Theater in London. I would absolutely love to go there. Uh, I know um, Ricardo loves to go to uh, London and Paris all the time. And he's like, yo, dude, man, we're, we're, trust me, we're going to get there, man. We're going to get there. And I would absolutely love to go there and see it over there. I mean, I know eventually they'll bring it over here in uh, Broadway, but I would love to, you know, do a two for, two for one, 
go see Prince of Egypt in London and actually go see London because I've never been there before in my life. And I would like to go over there, you know, have some uh, fish and chips and all that good stuff, <laughs> you know, meet some lovely English ladies. Um, but yeah, that's my favorite movie of all time. The music is fantastic. The animation is gorgeous. And I've known, and well, Prince of Egypt is a story of Moses, essentially. And they've made tons of iterations. I mean, well, I mean, well, the first one was like, you know, the Ten Commandments with uh, Charlton Heston, like back in the 50s or whatever. And um, I think it was the 50s. I might be predating it. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it wasn't that long ago. But regardless, I used to watch that with my father because my father loved that version all the time. And I used to watch that every year as a kid with him. That used to be like our mutual thing. And then in 99, when they made The Prince of Egypt, a sort of modern, modern take, but uh, animated, I decided to watch that. So, And I fell in love with it. And that was my iteration of that same story. And I know they came out with like Gods of King, Gods and Kings. I think Exodus with uh, Christian Bale. And um, I have his face. I have his face in my head I forget but uh yeah that wasn't good <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't a good uh, version um I love Prince of Egypt I mean it it doesn't need to change one bit but if they wanted to quote-unquote modernize it again I think the best way to do it is to do it like uh avatar and do it uh full motion capturing so if they wanted to like you know reinvent the the DreamWorks version or something like that I would definitely do it that way. Motion capturing. That would be beautiful. It would be a beautiful marriage between like real life and like animated. And that that would be that would be awesome. I think that'd be really good. Um if you can't tell, I'm an introvert. Very very I mean, shy and introvert are aren't the same thing, but they do go hand in hand. Uh, I am shy despite me doing despite this being the 50th 50th episode of a podcast that I created um I'm a writer aspiring writer definitely an overthinker and a daydreamer and my goal is to grow in all aspects you know grow as a person and that's essentially what I'm doing here you know that's what I want to do is, is is grow so I'm letting all this information come out not for necessarily for you guys to help me, but just to figure out who I am. You know, keep uh, keep it on record so I can go back to this episode and be like, oh, yeah. I'm like, hmm, okay. I understand what he's about, you know. Uh, I am an inspiring author slash writer. You know, I'm writing, writing those books. And, of course, I'm a podcaster. Uh, I was also, but this isn't my first podcast as as I as I've let you know before, uh, my first one I think ever was the superhero sandbox. It was from uh, 2015 to 2017, and I did that. I think I, I maybe did like I definitely did 50 episodes. I remember that, and that was just talking about the daily things of like superhero news and all that stuff. I I, I love listen. I love listening and watching other youtubers and stuff about 
superhero news, specifically DC, but I'll I'll listen I'll definitely listen to like Marvel stuff too. Like whatever superhero stuff pertaining pertaining to like shows and the movies, not necessarily the comics cuz I got out of that for a while. Not to say that I wouldn't get back into it. It's just it's a lot of money to uh read comic books. I mean, I guess I could download Comicsology or I mean, I do have a DC Universe Infinite which has pretty much updated um comic book storylines that i can read they're like six months old from like whatever is going on right now but i think that's a good trade-off because i don't want the um uh mom and pop stores to die and have them have the company just go have the companies just go strictly digital like that's fucked up like so if you need to have a six month gap for the for the digital people to get their stuff but also have the paper versions of the comics out like that's fine with me and like i could wait six months that's that's all good but that was that yeah um i had an old podcast um don't necessarily want to say the name of it but um yeah 2015 to 2018 um i was there with uh my with a person that i used to date um who was also the co-host but the thing is like on the show she was already like an ex you know so that was like the hook like why would you why would you do a show with like an ex like that's crazy but i mean it worked i mean we clicked i mean obviously we clicked because we used to go out but but um a lot of people loved that dynamic and it was great it was great for the time that we did it um it was fun but yeah that's and that's where i really like cut my teeth into this whole podcasting thing and really understood how to do it you know and like all that stuff um it was it was very interesting um and i don't necessarily have any like rules or or stuff like that well i mean i guess i do have a couple rules you know all about consistency and stuff like that um always have an episode out but um yeah it's really where i cut my teeth into the podcasting game and um yeah i'm forever grateful for that show and and all the stuff that i've learned from it um I, i had another one that's kind of still current that i'm still doing well i'm not necessarily doing it i just never ended it (laughs) and it's called dc discourse and that was on the uh, app called spoon and i picked that up like maybe a couple months before the pandemic um and technically it's still going on because i just never ended it i've always wanted to go back or at least make it bigger but the thing is like it's on that platform it's like i wish i could bring it to you know this platform um and i guess i can i mean no one's stopping me but i mean the other way is pretty cool because when you do it it's with a live audience so they can interact with you while you're doing your show and i think that's really cool and my friend put me on to that app and i haven't man i haven't been on it on it for like a year and of course and it was mainly just dc stuff because i wanted to cut down my I wanted to cut down the footage of stuff that I covered with the superhero sandbox and I did the DC discourse. So, um, yeah, so I did that and, um, it was, it was good, but uh, again, it was, it was tough to 
it was tough to uh, do it at the same time that I was doing everything else because um, I was really strict with time and consistency and all that stuff. And I, ju and I just couldn't do it because I had a lot of stuff going on. So, yeah. I mean, it's still going on. I mean, I might erect it. And, of course, there's there's been a lot of DC news over the past couple months that I could have kept it going. But, again, it's on another platform and I need to, like, relearn it and all that stuff. But I feel bad because there there was I had, like, 100 people listening to it or at least subscribed to that channel. And it kind of sucks that I haven't been there for them. I feel really bad. And, like, I, I do want to go back to it. But it's a lot of work. I don't know if I can run two podcasts, you know? Well, I mean, I guess I could if I didn't have my job. I would totally do it and 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 make and make it something, but it it's it's still alive. I don't I I I don't want to kill it. And of course, you know, my latest one, The Inquisitive Nobody, and that's when I started in 2020 during the pandemic, you know, in July? No, June? In June. Yeah, and it's almost the uh, one month. I mean, one month. It's almost the one year anniversary of the first episode. Um, but not necessarily the one year of when I launched the podcast. And I I know that sounds kind of funny. Because like when I started doing when I started recording the episodes, I never put them up. So I kept um I I, I was hoarding them. I was hoarding them until like I released it from so from like June to October I had all these episodes and then I finally like boom on in October that's when I actually launched the podcast and I had all these episodes until June from June like cuz I I needed to do that because I needed a buffer zone because I can't do them live not live but uh, you know, close to when these episodes happen in real time, just because I'm busy. So I need to, but I did want to have, but I never wanted to miss a week. So that's why I did that. And I can, and I continue to do that. Um, and it's worked out for me, even though I'm sure I probably get more people to subscribe if they see that, uh, a show, an episode is near the actual date of the day that I put it out, <laughs> you know. But I have to do it this way until I can get a better grasp of having time to do the shows and being able to release them, you know. So until then, that's how it is, okay. So um, what else? Uh, I am a big proponent of being in love with love. I am a huge lover of love. And that might be my detriment. I am a um, hopeless romantic emphasis on hopeless. <laughs> um, uh, even when things are super dour and I feel that like I am not going to find anybody, I still have that little glimmer of hope like, oh, maybe... Just, just maybe. I'm like, boy, just sit your ass down. You ain't finding nobody. You ain't finding shit. No, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just, I don't know. It's just hard out there. Um, but 
this so this podcast i like this podcast because i get to show a different side of me that maybe people have not been able to see because i've always been scared to show this side to my friends and probably to the public for fear of judgment um but also because the main thing was i didn't want people to now all of a sudden take interest with me without being in my life you know what i mean especially like friends and stuff you know it's because it's like if you weren't fucking with me now why all of a sudden why all of a sudden are you what makes me interesting now it, it almost seems fake of you you know that now that you're like ooh, then you know oh man you were into this stuff i didn't know that and blah 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 and then all of a sudden you're like hey man what's going on i was like no mm-mm. I've, I've been this way don't 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 come to me now <laughs> you know because every so often people that i don't necessarily that i didn't necessarily want to um notice that this thing existed they know and it's like oh how come you didn't tell me you know whatever i'm like you know why because i didn't want to give you the opportunity to disappoint me you know that's why i didn't tell my friends about this podcast and a lot of them still don't know it's because it's like i don't know i don't want you to be up my ass because now you know this information and like it's like if i didn't tell you personally then you know where you stand in my i don't know grouping of friends or whatever like everybody is i've made everybody like standoffish like you're cool to an arm's length and very few people will get to like really know what's going on i mean unless i tell the podcast but still that doesn't mean like you're not you're on the same level as people that i've told before you know um it's just that now i know where you got that information from not from me personally yeah from the podcast but not from me personally um yeah i don't know i'm just i'm just i'm just private i'm just private like that it's weird i I mean not really i mean that's that's who i am and that's going to be like in another episode too about uh what my uh what my makeup is not necessarily like female makeup not like that (laughs) but like my id why i am the way that i am um but yeah, I don't know. That's 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 how I feel. Um um and that's with everything in my life. Like there's some people like even with like my birthday, there's some people that I've known for like 20, 25 years and I haven't told them what my birthday is. And it's like and the uh, the reason for that is pretty much like I don't know. To tell you the truth, like I don't feel I deserve the praise at the same time I want the praise to be real and authentic from someone that I love you know like if I tell him what my birthday is it's like oh my god happy birthday you know that stuff is just like shut up (laughs) you know I don't know it's like fake praise you know it's like, oh my god, I'm ready, ready. And then like the next day it's like silence. And I'm not saying that 
you need to keep praising me and stuff like that. I hate praise, actually. I like acknowledgement. It's better than praise. Um, But at the same time, it's like, I don't feel that I'm worthy of the praise. Because, like, why? Like, what? what is going good in my life that you need to praise me for? You know, I kind of feel that it's fake. It's like, oh, just because you're like you're acknowledging the day doesn't mean doesn't make me feel better. It's like, okay, like I shut down when it's my birthday or like when it's the week of when it's the week before and the week of I shut down because I feel like shit. I'm like, oh, and it's not even because like, oh, it's not even because like I don't like getting older. It's whatever. But it's like, wow, another year that I'm still nothing. Another year that I don't have a girlfriend. You know, it's it's been nine years since I've, well, eight. It'll be nine years in November. November. It'll be nine years in November. So it's like, okay, what is it that I should be praised for? Oh, nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, and like, yeah, just the fakeness. It's like, oh my God, Martini, happy birthday, oh my God. It's like, yo, shut up. You don't even know me. You don't even know anything that I like. Like, I have to, like, literally make this episode for you to know what I like. Because you don't know. You don't care. You you like that I'm there. You like that I'm in your life. But do you know anything of my life? You know, you love that I'm there. I give you praise. I give you comfort i give you advice you know you're like oh my god thanks so much Martini. you're awesome and then you go you mess around with that fool over there you know and it's like i want praise i want the praise to be real and from someone that i love you know like i remember when i used to be with my ex-fiance I mean, I told her, too, that I really didn't like my birthday, so I don't, like, really do anything. But at the same time, it was, like, it was almost kismet, you know? Because, like, her, my birthday was after her sister's and before her brother-in-law. So... It'd be like three birthdays in one of the people that she loved. You know? That was cool. Like, that's what I liked a lot about that. Even though I didn't personally like my birthday. Like, that was like... That's that's something to behold. You know? Like, her sister came first. Then it was me. Then her brother-in-law, which is the sister's husband. Like, that was cool. It was like a three three-day weekend <laughs> or something like that and that was that was cool yeah and again like even though i didn't really want anything crazy she always made me feel good you know my ex-fiance and again she was intrigued by comics just as much as i was and was willing to learn about them we, we as i said before we went to comic-con uh she was the best person that i could be with 
she was the best person that could be with me you know she loved my interests and i didn't i didn't have a higher match than her she was my highest match and we were gonna have a great life and um you know how like i said before some girls they ridicule your tastes they're like uh what's that but she loved them and you know that i mean i know there's variations of this but that whole like marry your best friend meme like i i have yet to find a woman close to that best friend status who liked what i liked you know enjoying each other's company and i believe that's what makes it even harder when i see who they end up with and they're one attribute away from me all the people who have left me and found their best friend they're always one attribute away from me and that makes me feel inadequate or even worse having potential but as we're learning from women you don't fall in love with potential and that sucks you know um yeah um yeah it really sucks man (laughs) so like that whole birthday thing yeah i'm not i ain't with it you know but again um i mean that's pretty much it i mean i this, this was a pretty haphazard episode but i just wanted to get it out i didn't really i mean i had like outlines and notes but it it wasn't really like set up how i wanted to set it but it was just mainly just to talk you know just to um get it out um yeah that's pretty much it man um let's see um i will do card number 36 though so we'll do we'll do card 36 from the and self edition uh the skin deeps the and self edition card game number 36 we gonna roll with it number 36 no i mean let's see 36 36 where is my blind spot the hell where is my blind spot wow um i don't even i don't i don't even know how to answer that where is my blind spot where is my blind spot i guess maybe that is my blind spot by not knowing what it is I guess my blind spot is love. Maybe my love can put me off of focus. I think that's why I don't necessarily, even though I want to so bad, be in a a relationship again. But it's hindering me from focusing on myself and improving myself so I can be good to me and myself as opposed to being good for someone um and that's what i'm learning and i think that's my blind spot is love love because when i 
try and go for somebody, I stop everything else and I go for them and I concentrate on them like it's a job. And and I do it because I want to be in love, but also I know that women want you to make them a priority in their in your life. They want they want to be cared for. They want to know that you're there for them and not just a passerby type of thing like oh yeah I'll, I'll I'll get to her you know what I mean <laughs> type thing they really want you to be involved and that's what I do I want to make you feel like you're wanted that you're special and that you're wanted I don't want you to feel like you're a option as opposed to a priority you know you hear that a lot I don't want to be an option I want to be a priority and that's what I make you but if you're a priority then all my things come in second place and then I falter in those things that make me whole. Um, and that might make me a simp, as I've been uh, accused of before at the beginning of this. You know, so that might be the blind spot is love. So, which is why I'm really concentrating on this is the, like, the, this thing, you know, the episode 50 is like a part of other episodes that I have explaining you know really getting to the meat and potatoes of who i am and all that stuff and uh i've 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 bought some books um for myself to um get right with me and to quell those urges that i have for a relationship even though they're very strong they've been very strong for a long time um one book is by Case Kenny, and it's called Single is Your Superpower. Catch feelings for yourself. And it says, number one, find your soul, and number two, find your soul mate. Discover your dating why. Know exactly what you want in a partner. Refuse to settle for less than what you deserve. Um, yeah, single is your superpower. Uh, and I will definitely, after, I've, I haven't read a single thing of this. I've had this for weeks now. And, but, I do want to have Case Kenny on the podcast, so I'm going to reach out to this person as soon as I'm done with this because this, just reading the chapters, just reading the chapter titles, I should say, seem very cool and very modern and very upbeat and very me, and I love this. And then the second book that I have that I bought a while back that I will definitely treat myself to is... a. Uh, I don't know if you've seen, if you're an IG person, I know you've seen this before. And if not, I'm going to mess up your algorithms right now by talking about it. <laughs> and so you will definitely see it. But it's called the Adventure Challenge. And one of our listeners, and one not even one of our listeners, one of, our, one of my um, guests on the show, Andrea, um, she's been on a guest on... Uh, on uh, on two episodes i got her this book the adventure challenge for her and her boyfriend and it's pretty much a book that has i believe 50 some odd is it 50 or at least 50 um 50 uh what's it called uh adventures per se and dates 
for you and a loved one, a significant other, for you to do. Like it, it you, it's like a scratch off thing. You scratch it off, and it tells you how much money you need to spend, what to do, and then you do it. And then it comes. Well, it doesn't come with it. Optional is a Polaroid camera that you take a picture and you take the picture and then you put it in the book. So it's kind of like a photo book as well, a photo book of memories. And they have different editions. So they have like the couple's edition, they have the family edition, and what I bought is the solo edition. So this is supposed to do two things for me. It's supposed to cure my loneliness by making me do activities because I am an introvert, so I'll go outside and do stuff. But also, too, um, solo edition, you know, it's to help me do adventures by myself because I don't need anybody to do these things, you know? So that's a good thing, too, I think. You know, because I usually go to the movies by myself and it's no big deal. It's not like, oh, nobody wants to go to the movies with me. It's not that. Like, I'd, I'd rather go to the movies with me because I don't want to spend time waiting on your ass to get to the movie so I could watch this damn movie. You know what I mean? But um I think this is gonna be a good thing. So I'm happy that I got this book and I and I got the uh camera too. So I'm gonna be taking pictures and I will be showing you guys all the adventures that I'm going on and what they are. You know, again, I'm not sponsored. This is just I'm just doing it on my own. Um yeah. The adventure challenge. Look it up. I'm sure you'll like it and you should definitely get a copy of your own with or without the camera, but I got the camera. So, yeah. So, I mean, that's it. Episode 50. It was kind of choppy. But again, you know, I really didn't. I mean, I had notes, but, you know, I just wanted to wing it, kind of. You know what I mean? Just had some guidelines and I just wanted to wing it. Hopefully, it was an interesting episode for you and you got to know a lot about me and you can learn more about me because you have information that i have given you and we can talk about it you know i think that'd be cool so um all right man so that's the end of the show thank you for listening to the inquisitive nobody podcast you can find this podcast on multiple digital service providers such as google podcast podbean spotify amazon music audible and iHeartRadio. you can also follow the podcast on instagram twitter and vero at t-i-n-q-p-o-d that is tink pod if you have any questions or topics you want me to discuss, you can email me at T-I-N-Q-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. That is tinkpodcast at gmail.com. And I'll read your suggestions on the next show. So, after today's episode, I'm not saying I have the dating world figured out, but I am getting closer to figuring out a way to live within it. Thank you for listening. My name is Martini Jean, and I am the Inquisitive Nobody. <laughs>